Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. not a specific country or region. It's, it's a worldwide pandemic. And now we're going to have, they're calling for a worldwide vaccine for everybody. Make sure everybody, right, worldwide. It's all, we're all going to be connected together. It's, it's this whole world, one world order thing. We're just going to all be connected. And it's where, so it's just, just, this alone is just kind of bringing us all together. I shared with the first service, and it's kind of interesting I'd say almost 100% of the time, at least 99% of the time, when I talk to people outside of the church, if I have a short conversation with them, they always go right to the vaccine. Is that happening with you, anybody? I mean, I meet some, you know, one of the security guards here. Hey, how's it going? How you been? John, I haven't seen you in a while. He goes, yeah, well, I'm going to be go getting this vaccine uh, next week. I said, oh, yeah, cool, John. Yeah, my grandma, yeah, she had it already because she's, you know, she's at that age. And, uh, ah, that's good. I mean, it's everybody, I mean, this is like, it's like the top yes. topic of everybody. Yes. It's just interesting. But it's, this is bringing the whole world together. It's just like a one world thing going on with that. Just a simple little thing that's happening that I'm observing. But even, you know, just on the 15th, was it here? I think it was, yeah. On the 15th, uh, did you see this? Pope Francis calls for, can we say it together? New world order after the pandemic. So uh, Pope Francis insists in his new book, things will never be the same in a post-pandemic world, calling instead for the establishment of a new world order. Of course, we're all in it together. We're one world community. We're seeing the makings. Did you know Time Magazine? Time Magazine called The Great Reset. You've heard me speak of this before. Uh, This is what they wrote. The COVID-19 pandemic has provided a unique opportunity to think about the kind of future we want. Listen, Time has partnered with the World Economic, World Economic, World Economic Forum to ask leaders, excuse me, leading thinkers to share ideas from how to transform the way we live and work. And then even the economy and all. We, we're looking at a one world currency. That's next on the horizon. If you read, uh, we'll be talking about this vertical view a little bit more in depth, so I won't spend much time on that. But uh, Zero Hedge, they're talking about one world currency. Why? We just bring this world together. That's what the Antichrist will be a part of. We're already seeing the makings of it. But let's look back on our text. Verse 2. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear. His mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, throne, and great authority. Who's the dragon? That was weak. Satan. Well, we looked at it last week. I'm sorry, but we looked at that last week. The dragon is Satan. So Satan will give him what? Power. Will give him a throne to rule and great authority. So he will be totally driven and empowered by Satan himself, this man of sin, this man of perdition. I believe the leopard, I kind of touched on it already. I believe it speaks of his swiftness as a leopard's quick and fast and it'll pounce, he'll pounce quickly on any nation that comes in his way to rule. Feet like a bear, This is my interpretation. 
Uh, I believe it's uh, bear's feet are strong, and I believe they'll, he'll rule with power and strength to crush his opponent with a heavy hand, mouth like a lion, devouring his enemies. Uh, as we know, he will come against the tribulation saints. We'll look at that, and he'll win. He'll conquer over the tribulation saints. But this guy's wicked, and he's empowered by none other than Satan. And I saw one of his heads back in our text as if it had been mortally wounded. And his deadly, don't miss this, his deadly wound was, what was it? It was healed. And all the world, can we say that together, please? Marveled and what? Followed the beast. Wow. So they worshiped the dragon, Satan, who gave authority to the beast, the Antichrist. And they worshiped the beast, the Antichrist, saying, who is like the beast who is able to make war with this one that it appears like he rose from the dead? He had a, a mortal wound in his head, but he still lived. Or possibly it'll look like he rose from the dead and everyone's going to fall for it. Great deception. I believe the world again, I, I believe we're being primed for deception. The deceiver is going to come on the scene if you don't know the Bible, if you don't know the Lord, if you don't have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ, you're going to fall for this guy. Why? How can I say that? All the world marveled and followed this beast. Everybody. If your name's not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you'll fall for his deception. Again, I'll ask you, is there deception going on today, do you think? think so. Believe me, the world's trying to quiet the church, and I believe the world's doing a great job. Don't let the church, don't let the world quiet you. There's deception going on. Jesus said to the religious leaders of his day, John 5, 39, he says, you search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. Listen to this. He's telling the religious leaders, and he says, and these are, these are they which speak of, can we say that together, please? Me. He, he's rebuking the religious leaders because they know the scriptures. They, they, they can quote the scriptures. They sound so spiritual. But they don't have a relationship with God. He said, if you knew the scriptures, if you really knew what they said, you would recognize me because Jesus is saying, the scriptures are written all about me. Do you guys know that? The scriptures are all about Jesus. From Genesis to Revelation, Jesus, 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 Jesus. But then he says, you're not willing to come to me, Jesus said to the religious leaders, that you may have what? Life. And then he says, I do not receive honor from men, like they did. He's rebuking them. You, you're so concerned about receiving honor from men. You're so concerned about you know, people looking up to you. You're so concerned about impressing other people. He says, that's not me. You see, I believe he's rebuking these religious leaders because all they really care about is the honor that they were getting, the esteem from men. And he's saying, that's not about me. And he says, but I know you, that you do not have the love of God in you. Is that, not only are you guys wanting to be seen by men, not only are you guys trying to impress men, but you don't even love God. Wow. I believe there's a lot of, pastors these days that are falling into this category. Lord, help us these days. We need to pray for them. 
Verse 43, I've come in my father's name and you do, you do not receive me. Check this out. It goes with our text. But he goes on to say, if another comes in his own name, him you will receive. That's the Antichrist, I believe. You're going to receive that one. The word receive means to seize, to, to take hold of, obviously even to worship. There's a lot of deception going on. Did you guys see this? Father arrested and put to jail for contempt after referring to his daughter as she, voicing dissent in, in interviews. Check this out. So this, this gentleman from British Columbia has a 14-year-old daughter. Listen to this. In February of 2019, the Supreme Court of British Columbia, Canada, ordered that the girl receive testosterone injections, don't miss this part, without obtaining parental consent at 14 years old. No parental consent. They don't tell the parents. They'll decide what's good for your daughter. And then the court also declared that if either of her parents refer to her using female pronouns or address her by her birth name, that they would be considered guilty of a family of family violence. And they did, and he was put in jail. Deceit? No. How about this? Did you see this? How many people have saw this already? Okay, good. About 10 people, maybe? Exclusive. New York judge removed, removes the six-year-old from, from the mother because she did not wear a mask while dropping off her child off at school. Oh, it's a criminal offense, of course. I want to read this to you. So the, she's a doctor. Her name is Dr. Um, Epstein. She's a doctor. They took away her six-year-old child because she didn't have her mask on while dropping her child off at school. The court said... Also, they told Dr. Epstein that in order to get short supervised visits, you want to see your child, short supervised visit with her child, she will have to wear a mask inside her own home. It's ridiculous. Okay, let's lighten it up here. Do you guys see this? How many people have seen this? This is, okay. You can get a t-shirt on Amazon and it says There's, there, are, there are more than two genders there's more than two genders, but you can only order it on uh, uh, men's or women's. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, are we taking crazy pills or what? I'm like, do they think we just buy all this stuff like we're stupid or something? Oh, yeah. Take another crazy pill. There's more than two genders. Yeah, how should we order it? Men or female or men's or women's? I'm not sure. Wow. I sometimes, seriously, I, and I'm not to, you know, it's almost as if I'm in a bad dream and I want to wake up. This is, listen guys, this is what happens when you take the Bible out of school. You take God out of your country. You tell everyone there is no God, and you're not allowed to pray in schools. This, was, this is what happens to a society, guys. We need to pray for this country. Back in our text. And he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. The people that are left behind, many of them are not God-fearing people. They're not people of the Bible, so they're not realizing that the man is speaking blasphemous words against God, and they're following him, saying, oh, that's great. Speaking great things, he's going to speak probably like no man has ever spoke before, 
As he opens up his mouth, people are going to be in awe of his words. He'll probably be one of the most eloquent speakers that this earth has ever had. But yet, in God's eyes, it's blasphemous. And he was given authority to continue for how long? 42 months. That's three and a half years. He's going to reign for just a short period of time. That's why I believe the leopard means it's going to be real fast. He's going to be quick because he doesn't have much time. Then Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against who? God, and blasphemy, blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the who? Saints and to what? Oh, wait a second. He overcomes the saints? I thought the Bible says that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. I thought Jesus said, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. That cannot be the church. These are the tribulation saints. Authority was given to him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. He will be the world leader. But the war against the saints, and he prevails. It has to be the tribulation saints. This is one reason why I believe we will not be here during the time of tribulation. Satan cannot prevail against the church. I, I want to show you. 1 John 4.2 says, By this you know The spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming. Listen to this. This is back when this was, when uh, first John was written and it says, and, and is now already in the world. The spirit of Antichrist is already in the world. We see it today, don't we? Antichrist, anti-God. But this is the part I wanted to focus on. Verse 4, you are of God, little children. That's us as believers. And have what? Oh, overcome what? The spirit of Antichrist? Well, I thought that the Antichrist overcomes the, ch- the church. No, it doesn't over. He does not overcome the church. He overcomes the tribulation saints. Are you guys following me? So you are of God, little children, have overcome them because, can we say this together, please? He who is in you is greater than he who is in the, in the world. So next time your friend tells you that you will be here during the time of tribulation, please show them these verses because we won't be here. They might be here, but uh, you won't be here. I want to use this text, this, this portion at least. I believe too many Christians are living as if they're tribulation saints, meaning defeated. You see, the Antichrist and the devil will defeat the tribulation saints, but they cannot defeat us. I truly believe with all my heart, if we realize the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in us, we would act totally different. I get people constantly, they come up to me, so oh, pastor, you're so brave, you're so this, you're so that. What are you talking about? I'm really just doing what I'm called to do, to expose lies with truth, to teach the Bible, simply teaching the Bible simply, but making it relevant for today. And then I have people come into me and say, I can't believe you talk about that, Pastor. I've never heard anyone in my life talk about politics in church. It's almost as if they're saying, do you know you committed the unpardonable sin? No. Huh, politics. Was Daniel in politics? Was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in politics? Was Esther in politics? Was Jesus in politics? Was Paul the Apostle in politics? Was, I think we'll, 
it's harder to find someone that wasn't involved in politics in the Bible. Why? Because they were engaging in the world for today. Guys, if we don't speak up for the things that are going on today, shame on every one of us. And the thing is, is we're on the winning side. You see, the only way Satan can work, he works in deceit, he works in deception, and he tries to keep the church silent, the people of the church silent. Don't talk about those things. Please don't. Why? Because they know if we do talk about these things and if we bring up truth, guess what? Truth prevails. Light expels darkness. We go in and we turn on the light, all of a sudden, they scramble. Don't live a life like a tribulation saint because we are not the tribulation saints. We are the church of the living God. And greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We're the salt and light of the earth. When we turn on the light, the darkness is exposed and it has to leave in Jesus' name, not us. It's the power of the Holy Spirit in the church that's even preventing the enemy from prevailing. But yet the only thing the enemy can do, and I'm repeating myself because it's, it really tr- sometimes just drives me crazy because I'm like, why is the church not standing up? And then I'm thinking about, you know, how many churches are really standing up, exposing lies? And it's like, we should all be doing that. We should be united in that. Killing babies, millions of babies being killed. Oh, don't go. Well, you know, they're good people, and I I voted for the one that just seems nice. (laughs) But he's killing babies. Was it Tim Keller? He's just, he's a Democrat. He's voting for people that are killing babies. That's ridiculous. It's wrong. The lie of Satan, and I'll put it this way, the lie of Satan is, oh, pastor, you're not being loving. That's a lie from the pit of hell. No, truth is loving. Truth is loving. We can love someone all the way to hell, but when you stand up for truth, that's true love. Get this, God is the God of truth. Would you want God to say, oh, you're just, everything will be fine, you'll be good, oh, oh, that's okay, you just stay the same way you are, and then you end up in hell. No, tell me the truth. I want to hear the truth. If I'm doing something wrong, I, I, I love having friends that come to me and challenge me and say, Pastor, you know, what about this and what about that? That's good. Why? Because if, if I'm being deceived, I want to know if I'm being deceived. But let's use the fact check. Let's use the Bible. And believe me, if I, I have pastor friends that have done that to me, you know, texting me these scriptures and this, and Pastor, what about this and what about this and loving your neighbor and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, I love this. Thank you. What about this? And what about this scripture? And what about that scripture? And what about that scripture? We need to stay in truth. You need to, we need to interpret scripture with scripture, not scripture out of context. Let's finish. Uh, verse 8. Revelation 11, verse 8, the last part of the text that we're going to look at here this afternoon. And all who dwell on the earth will, what will they do? Worship him, the beast, whose names have not been written in the book of life, the lamb slain from the foundations of the world. Is your name in the book? Is your name in the book of life? Because if your name's not in the book of life, you'll fall for this guy. The only way your name goes in the book of life is through Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you think you're going to go to heaven because you're a good person, can I challenge you with something? If your goodness can get you to heaven, why did Jesus Christ have to die such a brutal death on the cross? 
You can't be good enough. The Bible says there's not one good. No, not one. Nobody can go to heaven by being good because there's not one good enough. You must be forgiven. You must go to the cross. You must admit that you're a sinner. You must repent of your sins and accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And today is the day of salvation if you haven't done that already because the ones that weren't written in the book, they worshiped the false Messiah. They were deceived. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. Interesting. What is it missing there? Remember when we were looking at the seven letters to the seven churches? Remember every time it says, remember it would say, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the what? Churches. churches. Chapter 2 and chapter 3 kept saying to the churches, to the churches. Why is that left out? It says if anyone has an ear to hear, let him hear. Why? Because the church isn't there at the time. Church is gone. Right? And the last verse, he who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword shall be killed with the sword. I believe this is most likely saying that um, those that are, are fighting it, they're going to be put in jail probably or held captive. Those that fight this are going to be, they're going to, they, they're going to try to live by, you know, the, they're going to protect themselves and they're not going to let the government take over and they're just going to kill anybody that tries to kill them and they're going to end up getting killed possibly, my interpretation. But then, here's the patience and faith of the saints. In other words, and I'm gonna put this translation up. This translation says, whoever is meant to be captured will surely be captured. Who is meant to be killed by the sword will surely be killed by the sword. But this is the part I wanna focus on as we close. This calls for endurance and patience on part of the, God's people. Those that are left, I think it's if they read this in the time of tribulation, in other words, I believe it's going to speak to them, just say, you know, just endure, just trust God. You're going to end up dying for your faith if you're a tribulation saint. Hopefully that's nobody here. But for application for us, it's a reminder. During difficult times, during trying times, during uncertain times that we have, we're not going to be in the great tribulation, but we'll have We'll have persecution. We'll have trying times. Trust God. Endure to the end. And remember, my two words that God gave me a while back, and I want to repeat them to you because they've been speaking to me recently. All things. All things. No matter what comes our way, guys, be encouraged. All things are working together for good for those of us that love God. Those of us that are called according to his purpose. All things. God shuts the door. That means he has a better door. God puts up a red light. That means stop, but that doesn't mean it's over. It means he's got, he's slowing you down from something that he wants to do better. You see, when God slams a door, listen, in our human sinful nature, when the door's shut and we think, oh, this was the best door and it's my, I wanted that door to be open and then you're complaining and murmuring, oh, that door should have been open and God doesn't love me anymore and, and then what happens, I find in my own life, is I miss out on, he's like, there's a door right here. But you're so filled with yourself, you're so consumed with your whatever it is that you're missing out on. I've got, I had something better. I closed that door because I know the future of that door. Look up, look to me, worship and praise me. And I'll open another door, the right door, the right way that I want you to walk in because it's better for you. That door would have been dangerous. That door wasn't my will. That's why I closed it. 
walk in all my ways. So the end time deceiver, he's coming. Hopefully we've got, we have some application here. And the last verse we'll close with, 2 Corinthians 11.3. But I fear, Paul the Apostle says, lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. Hopefully, we'll see you here later today. God bless you. You have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Now, may we continue to go to his throne of mercy as he changes us from glory to glory.